everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and of course, now more than ever, freedom. As always, you can catch me over on Instagram at LadyDevilDogUSMC. You may also follow me uh, at my backup account, which is Conservative Mama Podcast. And if you would like to email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com, you may please feel free to do so. It looks like Parlor is up. However, um, I have seen pictures from a friend of mine, um, and she could see like Jim Jordan was uh, posting and whatnot. However, mine is not up. So. She said she had to log out and reset her password, and I'm wondering if I have to do the same thing, but um, I've been having a little bit of difficulty even doing that. So, that being said, um, I am on Parlor. It is Conservative Mama Podcast, and if you find me before I find you, then I apologize. Um, I have to figure out what is going on with my particular one, right? Um, and I just... I didn't realize it was up and functional until late this afternoon. I'm sorry, late this afternoon, and I just um, I've been busy all evening, so I haven't had a chance to um, do anything about that. So I'm glad to say um, it is up, which is wonderful. Um, I hope that uh, they're out of the woods, um, you know, and we can just move forward. So um, this news actually kind of broke on Friday and like I said I won't I've been trying to give things the 24-hour sniff test um so I didn't say anything about it on Friday but I wanted to see uh if this is actually happening and it appears that it did so Coca-Cola company decided to put out a memo I suppose a quick little what is it training um to their employees uh, and requested of them to be less white, quote, end quote. They want them to be less white. Um, And it's a little bit flabbergasting to me that uh, somebody in their HR department thought that that was a good idea. So I really have a whole um, lot of things swimming around in my head here tonight about this, right? For one, can we just back up for one minute? And I've got a question for everybody. Before Barack Obama took office the first time, before he was inaugurated as 44th president of the United States of America, the first time, how much time did you spend concerned with race? How much time? I'm not talking about, you know, people who are openly racist, et cetera, whatever, right? And I'm not saying that there isn't pockets of racism, but how much time did you personally spend considering someone else's race? Um, You know, if you worked in an office, for instance, and the person in the cubicle next to you was of a different race or ethnicity than yourself, um... Did you even really notice that? I mean, besides the visual obvious, right? Like, okay, you're you're different than me, you know, whatever. But how much time did you spend dwelling on it? And 
since Barack Obama has been in office and has, of course, left office now, um, it seems to be just the only thing that um, people think about. And I'm not saying like all of us, you know, everybody's obsessed with race, but on some level, uh, the media is obsessed with race. The Democrats are absolutely obsessed with race. They have to use the race card. Otherwise, um, they would probably get exactly zero votes. Uh, so for whatever reason, the same people who vote Democrats seem to keep falling for the same BS. But, you know, I think sheep just want to be led around and uh, they don't care who the sheepdog is. That's all I can. That's all I can chalk it up to. But honestly, I'm trying to think back, and I'm trying to consider how much time did race occupy my mind? And frankly, probably not very much. Um, and I say that because you know I believe Martin Luther King Jr. when he said you know that he had a dream that people should be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin, regardless whether you're white, um, brown, black, um, whatever, right? It doesn't matter. And yet now our nation is obsessed. So much so that um, they've incited riots all summer, which, you know, isn't news to anybody. But I remember in college, one of my professors made the argument that there is no such thing as reverse racism, to which I said, you're right, it's just racism. There's no such thing as reverse racism, it's just racism. So if, you know, somebody sends a training video or a memo or whatever you want to call it telling me to be less white, that's still racist. So it's not not racist. It's not less racist. Anytime, you know, you make some kind of disparaging comment based upon, um, you know, someone else, you know, their skin color or whatever, that's racist. So it just is mind boggling to me that this is where we are. We're utterly obsessed. We are blinded by this, absolutely blinded by this. Um, and so a company such as Coca-Cola it's my jaw, I guess, hits the floor when I think about this. And the same thing with Google when Google um, uh, had to have cry rooms because Trump was supported, or I mean, Trump was elected, and you know, Trump supporters were afraid of opening their mouths. And in a lot of companies, if you support Trump or you claim to be a Republican or whatever, um, you are met with some unkind looks. You might be met with some unkind words. And in some cases, I'm pretty certain people lost their jobs, um, especially if they were more public, right? It's, it's now you either toe the line or you don't work here anymore. So it's just amazing to me that a company with as much money as Coca-Cola company has, um, would send this out as if this were okay to do so. Who is on their legal team? I mean, 
really, because don't for a moment, folks, think that there's not a legal team behind a company such as Coca-Cola, all right? The HR department works very, very closely with whatever legal team they've got, um, you know, the company has employed. So amazingly to me, I haven't heard any stories of anybody going to the HR and saying, I feel discriminated against because we do have anti-discrimination laws. You cannot have this go around the workplace. Your workplace is liable for that. I mean, it becomes a hostile work environment. And, and I mean, <laughs> what is going on here? So, so this is acceptable the same way Google, you know, they had to have cry rooms and people who um, got the memo uh, that, um, you know, basically Trump supporters were bad and blah, blah, blah. Um, they blew the whistle and then all of a sudden they don't work there anymore. So what kind of legal team do these people employ is my question. It just is mind-boggling to me that this is where we are because I would think that um, you could also find yourself a pretty good lawyer and and have a discrimination case. Now, to maybe depends on where you are. Maybe if you're facing the Ninth Circuit, um, you already know that a lot of them are activist judges and it's just going to blow up in your face. Maybe people don't want to fight. Maybe it's too expensive. I don't know. But Nothing good can come from this, and it's appalling. We can't sit idly by and say, okay, well, I'm just going to look the other way because look at where that's gotten us. It's gotten us into this position where um, these discrimination laws, these, uh, you know, those are the same laws that you, I mean, you probably, if you work for a a company, um, you probably have to sign off on this training at least once a year where you understand the anti-discrimination rules, you know, you can't discriminate against disabled persons, you can't discriminate against pregnant persons, you can't discriminate against veterans, you can't discriminate against somebody based on skin color or religious preference, etc., etc., sexual orientation, so on and so forth, right? You can't do that. And that's a that's a good thing. We don't we don't want people to be discriminated against because of these things, you know, whatever those things may be. Um, I'm not saying there aren't in some ways probably maybe some loopholes that you know maybe discrimination still happens. But then again, the onus of proof lies with the accuser, right? So if I accuse you of um, discriminating against me because, you know, I was a pregnant woman, for instance, and I applied for a job and I didn't get the job, the onus of proof lies with me. I have to prove that it was truly discrimination and not just I was unqualified, right? So um, we're not going to get into that, the, the little nitpicky details we just know that these rules and laws exist and they're not necessarily a bad thing. You don't want people to be discriminated against. Um, and yet this memo still went out. And it's rocking the uh, social media platforms. It's rocketing across the internet. It's, it's slapping folks in the face because it just smacks of hypocrisy. If you took out white and put in any other color, um, 
the building would be probably, I want to say it's hyperbolic, but at this point it's probably uh, not hyperbolic. It's probably quite literal. The burning, the building would probably be burnt to the ground. Um, this is where we are. And I ask about Barack Obama because he really was an agitator. He was, you know, a community organizer. Uh, one could just say he was an agitator. Everything was about race, 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 race. And for a man who fell back on um, race all the time, they sure love to throw white privilege in everybody's face. And yet um, Barack Obama never claimed the white half of his privilege, right? I mean, he used the race card to get elected. If you don't vote for Barack Obama, then clearly you're a racist. Well, Nobody wanted to be labeled as a racist, so Barack Obama won. Now, you know, do I think that was the only thing that got him elected? No, probably not, but it was a very big portion of his platform. Um, the pressure of, well, if you don't vote for a black man, you are definitely racist. And, you know, again, how much time did you think about or how much time did you spend thinking about race prior to that election? The very first election, right? We're not going to talk about the second one. I'm talking about the first one. How much time did you spend thinking about um, race before that? And then all of a sudden, everybody's in your face. We've got a black president. Never mind that he's mixed. Who cares that he's mixed? White privilege flew right out the window when... Um, the black half of him showed up for the inauguration, I guess, right? Um, and so, you know, if you don't vote for him, you are racist. And so people voted for him. And let's not forget that um, Barack Obama was elected by white people because white people make up the majority. And um, again, historically, black people only make up 13% of the population. And a uh, also, historically, they do not turn out to vote in the same numbers that um, white Americans turn out to vote and maybe some of the other uh, races we, we see here in the country, right? I don't know. I don't know, what the, I don't know what the statistics are for Asian Americans and Hispanic Americans. But I do know that um, without the white vote, Barack Obama would not have been elected. It wouldn't have been possible for him to be elected. There just wouldn't have been enough votes. So then why did he spend the next eight years trying to convince everybody that America is systemically racist? I mean, isn't it mind-boggling? You can't be systemically racist and have as many successful black entrepreneurs, black business owners, black uh, musicians, black athletes, um, black inventors, um, you know, a president, black judges, black cops, you can't have this level of success within that community or within Asian communities or within Hispanic communities, right? And have a country that is systemically racist. Again, I'm not talking about pockets of racism. I'm talking about systemic. That's the word they use. It means, you know, it's all over the place. It's systemic. Um, it's so bad that Coca-Cola decided that they needed to go full woke and send out this memo or training or whatever you want to call it, telling people to be less white. But I read 
I read the, what is it? I think there were five PowerPoint slides. This thing was just trash, right? Um, and it doesn't really explain how to be less white. Just kind of threw some white guilt at you. Like, you know, oh, you know, since you were a little kid, you've been trained to think that white people are better. Um, I guess I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, I was raised Catholic. I grew up in a Catholic school and I was taught to believe that all people are God's children. And, uh, where, where, where was that message lost on you? I guess, um, you know, so they don't really leave a lot of, uh, how do I become less white? Do I, do I go tanning? Like, you know, I mean, I don't, do I try other foods I've never tried? Like, do I go, I don't know. How do I be less white? How is it possible for, for me to be less white? Um, and they don't, they don't cover that because it's a farce. It's an absolute farce. And we need collectively to stand up because you know what? If we refuse to be divided, if we refuse to be divided, especially by something as trivial as race, then they lose all power. They lose all of it. You know, it's kind of funny um, to me that the left and the Democrats have to go on and on about the Trump supporters being white supremacists and so on and so forth. And while, you know, at the same time, they completely overlook um, Candace Owens, the Hodge twins, and so many others, right? They just won't address it. Um you know, how is that possible? How can they be Trump supporters if they're black? How I thought all Trump supporters were white supremacists. All I can think of is the Dave Chappelle skit where, you know, he's the blind KKK member. I mean, just unbelievable. Just the level of foolishness and idiocy. Um, but because the Democrats uh, have to double down with this nonsense... Um, and I'm not saying that the person at Coca-Cola was a Democrat uh, who wrote this memo, but one could just sort of guess, right? I'm just going to go out on a limb here and postulate that Trump isn't their president uh, or wasn't their president, right? Um, so we've got Democrats in Congress right now talking about reparations again, for which Joe Biden has declared that he would entertain the idea, Right reparations so that everyone is going to pay what did i read it was something like everyone would pay um ancestors of slaves uh some 249 i think 249,000 dollars a person so if you are and you know descended from slaves um then you would get two hundred and forty nine thousand ish dollars. You and you know whoever else, whoever's you know, because that's reparations. But of course, they don't really have any idea. A, how 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 are we going to come by this money? I mean, we're already bleeding to death. We're just hemorrhaging money right now with all these stimulus checks, right? Um, where's this money coming from? Does everybody pay in or is it only select groups? Because, you know, hey, if you're a Democrat, especially if you're a Democrat in Congress and you feel the need to pay reparations, then by all means, you of all people should pay since 
you know, 100% of slaves were owned by Democrats by 1861. So absolutely pay up. Um, but for the rest of us who understand history and remember uh, what we were taught, um, the reparations were paid in blood and the slaves were freed. So <laughs> that was step one. And at no time did the Democrats make that easy or comfortable because after they lost the Civil War, then they, you know, constructed the KKK because they're really good at homegrown terrorism. And then Jim Crow laws, and then they fought the 14th Amendment and, and just so on and so forth. Like they just absolutely hate the idea of people walking off the proverbial plantation. They absolutely hate it, uh, which is yet again, one could say why the Democrats in charge now want to saddle all Americans with um, unimaginable debt so that we will always remain on the proverbial government plantation. So they want to talk about reparations, but how do you do this? Um, I believe it was Herschel Walker who had said, you know, how do you, how do you prove blackness? Because, you know, is, you know, do you just go to the 23 and me? Because, you know, there were mixed children who were slaves. White people were slaves. I know that's an uncomfortable factoid, but there you go. There were white people who were slaves. Um, you know, families have since intermingled. There's been mixed race uh, couples, of course, with, you know, children. And, you know, some of these these little kids are, are very light-skinned and, some, you know, some of them are dark. And, and how do you choose? Is it based on skin color? Do you take a DNA swab? Uh, I mean, is that the start of it? What about, the, what about immigrants who um, are new to the country post-1865? Um, do they pay reparations? What if you, what if you immigrated to America as, um, a, uh, you know, an Islander, for instance, or from, you know, the Middle East or whatever, uh, do you pay reparations? I, I don't know. You know, so where does it end? And, and the problem, the thing is, is that it's, it just, it really has no basis, right? It, 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 they're not looking to, to give any reparations. They just want to throw this out there because they want to continue to uh, make good with their lunatic left base. Um, they just have absolutely no thought towards the future whatsoever. It's, there's no way to prove any of this. There's no way, absolutely not. As a matter of fact, it would be hilarious to me if they kicked this off in that Kamala Harris would be directly impacted. Um, her family owned some 200 slaves down on the islands. So awkward. <laughs> but, uh, you know, does she pay for each of the 200 slaves that her family personally owned? Or does she just get to pay out a little bit? Like she pays for somebody to get 249000 you know, where does it end? But her family owned 200 slaves, so she'd be hit 200 times, I guess. Anybody want to do the math on that? <laughs> I don't know. 
just ridiculous to me. It's just ridiculous. So not only do we have no path that is clearly defined for this reparations garbage that comes up with more frequency than it ever should, um, but we also have no definition for whiteness either. It goes the other, you know, it goes right back the other direction. We don't have a definition for um, how we would pay reparations. We don't have any path forward for that, and we certainly don't have any real defining factor of how to be less white. <laughs> what is going on in our nation that? This is the garbage that they can spew out. This is the, the, the lunatics are absolutely running the asylum at this point. So my challenge to you, ladies and gentlemen, is to fight back. When you hear this crap, fight back. If you were at Coca-Cola and you got this memo, print that bad boy out, storm into your HR office and say, what the hell is this? And demand to see their policy on the discrimination. If you have an employee handbook, it's probably on page like one, two, or three. Like, <laughs> it's in there. Um, I would have to dig mine out. I've been at my company a long time, but I can promise you it's in there. And we get, we get a, um, all our stuff goes through software system called Compliance Wire. So your, all of your training is tracked through this software system. Um, and, there are certain things that we all have as the same curriculum, and that discrimination policy is one of them. Um, it always comes up every year during the uh, sexual harassment, um, whatever. They ought to call it sexual harassment month, right? Because it's always like uh, in October or something like that, right? Like, I don't know. Is October just full of more sexual harassment than other months? I don't know. It's my birthday month, so I couldn't tell you. But... I know that they have to have this policy in place. So print that bad boy out, go into your HR office and demand to speak to whomever is in charge and say, what the hell is this? Because this is a, this is a hostile work environment. I don't feel safe. Use all of their lingo right back at them. I don't feel safe. This is a hostile work and because it is, you are telling me to be less white, which I'm not really sure how to do that. Um, you know, maybe we take a, and this is, this is awful, but I'm just going to say it. Maybe we take a page out of Governor Northam's uh, book and do blackface. Oh, was it too soon, folks? Was it a little too soon for that? Because you remember, he's the same governor who couldn't remember if he was the guy in blackface or the KKK hood. Oh my, are you kidding? Which, I'm not sure one is better than the other. Is that how we become less white? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it seemed to be okay with him. Where, where was the outrage? Where was his memo? Where, where, where was the, any of that? Where was the outrage all over the media? for him wearing blackface or, or possibly the KKK hood. I mean, I thought everybody was woke. Oh, is it because he's a Democrat? Oh, that's right. My stupid self. I forgot they get a free pass for everything. Oh, it's okay when they do it. So I guess I just identify as a Democrat and then I can stop pretending to be giving a crap that I'm white. I don't know. I'm just so confused. But take the fight right back to them. Make them eat their own words. Go into your HR. If you guys, 
and, and it doesn't have to be anybody who works at Coca-Cola, but if something like this comes across your desk at your office, your work or whatever, take it into HR, make them explain it, put them in the hot seat and make them explain it. Tell me what you mean. And then if you must say, okay, you know what? We're lawyering up and you know, you can get some friends and lawyer on up together, but we have to fight this because it it's just as silly as the whole reparations discussion, but at the same time, it's another way of painting people into the other category. Um, I just watched a movie here. It was actually in made in two, uh, 2016, but it's... Um, oh, no, now I can't remember the name of the movie. Um, the Fifth Wave, I think is what it's called. It's about some alien invasion and... Um, they train kids to be soldiers and, and whatever. But anyway, um, it really is interesting. It's psychologically interesting, this movie made in 2016, when you watch it under the lens of this last year. Take a, take a, take a watch. <laughs> Sit down. Um, I think it's like $3 or whatever, $4 to rent. Rent it, watch it, and and pay very close attention to um, the language, to uh, the situation, to everything that should by now after living through 2020 and, you know, all of the Trump years now um, should wake you right up and go, wait a minute, wow. This is a re- this is really kind of a case of life imitating art. Um, it really kind of sets you on your heels, going. This almost isn't entertainment because of how similar it is to where we are now. So take a watch. It's called the Fifth Wave. I almost said the Fifth Element. It's a totally different movie. I believe it's called the Fifth Wave. Um, also, I just want to say the guy who plays Evan, gorgeous. Ladies, I got a thing, dark hair, blue eyes, oh, Lord have mercy, gorgeous. Well done, casting director. Anyhow, um, so that's really where I'm at with all of this. I was disgusted to see that my favorite beverage in the whole world, uh, Coca-Cola, pulled this crap, this garbage, you know, wokeness. And it's like to say, go woke, go broke, but um, I'm not a big fan of boycotts. I don't know how well they work. I do boycott like the NFL and whatever. Protest on your own time. Plus your trash. And, uh, you know, I'm not even going to approach that in this podcast here tonight. But, you know, we really need to push back on them and on this rhetoric. You don't get to say stupid, idiotic things like, you know, you got to try to be less white. You sit there and you define it. You sit here and you tell me right now because this looks like discrimination. Um, It looks like a hostile work environment and it looks like I don't have to abide. Legally, I don't have to abide. And you know what? You get people to sue and uh, the company is now going to have to figure themselves out. So if you work for somebody who thinks it's okay to do this, um, remind them (laughs) it's not. We have discrimination laws on the books, and uh, some lawyer, I'm sure, is willing to take you to task. Um, you know, it just is what it is, right? So I wanted to share that with all of you. Uh, like I said, um, we 
we're in a time now where we really have to fight against the rhetoric. We really have to hold them accountable for what language they are using because it's not benign. It never is benign. And if we want to hold on to our freedoms and our liberties, then we need to make sure we're also protecting our First Amendment by not caving to uh, this new environment of wokefulness. What a stupid word anyway. Woke. Dumb. Anyway. Okay, folks. Um, it's Monday. We've got a long week ahead of us. Lord only knows what will happen, but, um, we will get through it. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled and have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. All right. Love and God bless. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. 